Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about predictions. Predictions are rare for me. I don't make them very often. When I do, it's because the data is clearly pointing to something that I can see that may not be obvious to others. Earlier this year, on January the 4th, I predicted that the pandemic, as we know it, would end by the end of February in North America and Western Europe. I also predicted that oil would hit $100 a barrel by the second quarter. So the question is, what was I seeing in the data a few months ago that made those predictions seemingly accurate? Well, I used data from South Africa and the United Kingdom to predict the trajectory of the COVID-19 Omicron variant. It showed clearly that Omicron was so highly transmissible that it was pushing out and completely displacing the more pathogenic Delta variant. It would take a variant more transmissible and more pathogenic than Omicron to cause another resurgence of the pandemic. We also saw that while the case numbers in South Africa and the UK were rising rapidly, the numbers in hospital and critical care were not, despite the fact that South Africa only had a vaccine penetration of about a quarter of the population. The UK had a higher vaccine rate than the US and similar vaccination rates to Canada and the rest of Western Europe. We also saw data from Gibraltar, where the vaccination rate was 114% of the population. They were seeing very high infection rates, but reducing rates of hospitalization and death. See, the virus doesn't have any political ideology. It doesn't care whether the government is left-wing, right-wing, democratic, or autocratic. The virus is going to do what it does. Based on these numbers and the peak of infection already having passed in a matter of weeks in South Africa, and then again in the UK, By January the 4th, cases were already on the decline in South Africa and seemed poised to peak in the UK and follow a similar trajectory to South Africa. Here we are in the fourth week of February. We're now seeing governments all over the world opening up restrictions. The pace of reopening of the economy seems to follow political ideology more than science, but that's a topic for another day. Most states in the U.S. have eliminated travel restrictions, and when you visit places like Florida and Texas, there's very few tangible signs of the pandemic at all. The UK, Denmark, Norway are all lifting restrictions. Italy is scheduled to lift restrictions in March. Overall, the prediction of the end of the pandemic by the end of February is proving to be remarkably accurate. Alberta is lifting restrictions. My home province of Ontario is lifting restrictions in the next couple of weeks. Quebec announced changes to their restrictions in the past week. Some areas will be quicker than others to relax public health regulations. But the conditions that allow for these changes have been readily apparent for more than eight weeks. And that's the point. You can see the future if you look at the right leading indicators. When it comes to oil and gas, we could see the lengthy period of underinvestment and declining output in the U.S. oil industry. Many of the shale oil fields were not profitable to drill at $50 to $60 a barrel. Lenders that got burned in 2015 when prices fell attached a significant risk premium to lending on oil projects. Lenders and investors both have been pushing for oil exploration companies to get their balance sheets in order and reduce debt. We could clearly see the declining oil reserves on a global basis at the same time as the economic recovery was going to increase energy demand on a global basis. There's always a lag between demand and production. Now, I don't make a lot of predictions when it comes to economics. When I do, it's because the data and the trends are really clear to me. Now, to be fair, I could not have foreseen the Russian invasion of the Ukraine back at the end of December. But uncertainty introduced by armed conflict and the dependence that many European countries face on Russian oil and gas will continue to push countries to reduce or eliminate their dependence on Russian oil and gas. So the domestic price for natural gas in the U.S., it's fallen in the last couple of months by close to 20%. It's now down to $4.50 per million BTU. 
but the spot price in Europe remains elevated at over $30 per million BTU. That's the equivalent of oil being priced at $200 a barrel. So at this stage, I'm going to make one more prediction. There's a direct linkage between economic output and energy consumption. And given the rising cost of energy on a worldwide basis, I predict there will be continued inflationary pressure in 2022. We're seeing multiple price increases per year in many products. And rising energy costs mean a domino effect of rising prices across the board. I predict an acceleration of reported inflation numbers by the end of Q1. We will see inflation numbers exceed the 40-year records that were set only a month ago. I also predict that inflation will be the number one election issue in the upcoming midterm elections in the U.S. Now, these predictions may not seem earth-shattering. I consider them to be obvious. The only solution to erosion of purchasing power is to start bumping up salaries. And we're seeing that already. Signing bonuses of 20% or more are commonplace for people that change jobs. And that, too, will perpetuate the cycle of inflationary price pressure. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.